Welcome back to the choir room for the final episode here in season number five. And of course, by the final episode, I don't mean another actual episode of the show. I mean, it is time for our fifth edition of our Glee Cap, where we come in here and talk about all things from the season that we just finished watching. You just finished listening to us recap. So we've got a lot to get into today as we have finished season five. It's all in the books. And of course, I have here with me my amazing co-host, Aman. Adwin. Aman, you ready for this? I am ready. Y'all ready for this? Yes. Uh, we got some. We got a lot to talk about today. Uh, season five, a, uh, a very widely regarded, the best season of Glee, right? <laughs> it's got some of the best episodes of Glee, I'd say. Some of. Something. Something like that. Some, some good stuff. Yeah. It's I first of all, I mean, take a brief minute to acknowledge uh, something that I've been hearing a popular sentiment about uh, from some of our friends, from listeners. Uh, the whole cannot believe that we're already here at the end of season five, getting ready to start season six like that is pretty crazy. Uh, you know, look, listening back uh, for anybody that maybe is starting like recently, maybe if we're re-listening to this in a little while, like, you know, in a couple months from now, for whatever reason, it's not going to feel like that. But like, it does still feel to me like to, uh, today, the current day is uh, August 31st. Tomorrow is September. We started this months and months and months ago, but it still feels like no time has passed. So I don't know how this happened. Yeah, I'm looking to see when we dropped our first one. We dropped the fir- we dropped the choir room first podcast, April 14th. So okay. it's been damn near... Five months? Is that my correct math? Yeah, almost April, five months. May, June, July. Yeah. Um, and by the time that season six is all done, it will be, you know, mid to late September or something like that. So it might so be exactly half be... a year when we finish. Mm-hmm. Yep. Crazy. So crazy, crazy, crazy stuff there. Um, but we've been uh, we've been having a great time. It seems like you guys have been enjoying listening. So we're happy to uh, have kept this all going and move on into uh, season six coming up. But of course, we can't do that without closing out season five, which, um, you know, teasing you guys a little bit that uh, season five is widely regarded as a great season, because if you are a new fan, that's not the case. Uh, if you're an old fan, then, uh, yeah, I am appreciative that you are still with us uh, through season five coverage because a lot of people dropped off. A lot of people may be watching it for the first time. Uh, I, I know for sure that a couple people are. So glad that you have made it here with us. And uh, before I like, uh, I, I am going to start this with, Hmm. I, um, my, my thoughts are all over the place right now. Okay. A reminder that of course, Glee caps always tend to have spoilers. So we may end up talking about something season six related, um, may not, who knows. So if you have not watched season six yet, you could, might, might want to come back to that. Um, and, uh, the other thing I was going to say is yes, we are going to kind of switch things around. We usually start with the gold stars. I kind of want to start with the episodes this time, um, and talking about our slushy ratings and all of that and, and break all of that stuff down season five, before we get into all of that, Amon, just general takeaways from what we just rewatched, uh, feelings going into it, feelings coming out of it. Um, feelings of you know trepidation going into it 
lots of feelings of um, anticipation for entering the NY era. Um, and now that it's all over, it's sort of like a blur of what was that, you know? Um, I feel like we got tossed in a blender towards the end and sort of just shook out what was left and saw what stuck. And now I'm full of whatever smoothie I just had. And I <laughs> kind of need a little rinse. And I feel like in a lot of ways, season six might provide that. So I think I'm I think that I'm fairly content, but I think I just need some clarity, if that makes sense. It does. It does. It's, uh, you know, looking back at a season like this one where they were really just all over the place. We, we've talked about it um, to, to every extent about how they just were getting towards the end and wanted to try new things. Maybe the New York era was going to lead them on to their next successful Glee project, not Glee project, but you know, their next Glee project of uh, maybe, maybe we're done in Ohio. Maybe we're done with going to singing competitions and maybe we're done with Will and Sue and maybe people only really kind of want to follow Rachel and Kurt and Blaine and uh, Sam and Mercedes and whoever else is, you know, willing to pop in and out. And maybe we can get another season or two at this point when season five was renewed, it was four seasons, five and six. So they, you know, had a knowledge of the room that they had to work with, but I don't know. You, you, you can't imagine they were like season six, but that's going to be our last season. You know, when the time came and it was, it was, but uh, if they could have gone for more because people were going to keep watching, I'm sure they would have. But uh, as we know, people were kind of falling off the wagon around this time. So it was not looking too great, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, this, uh, this, I mean, this season is, <sighs> it's a struggle season. <laughs> <laughs> and I really feel like I uh, enjoyed it a bunch more the first time I watched, and I still do. But, I mean, there's a few gems here and there. There's a few interesting character developments here and there. Um, there's a few new characters that come in here that we sort of get a chance to fall in love with. But um, for the most part, I feel like this was like the season where they were trying to, you know, keep their head above water. Um, they just they just gotten renewed for two seasons at the end of season four, and I felt like there were all of these grand schemes and plans and plots heading into the end game of Glee, um, which unfortunately got you know messed up when we lost Corey Monteith. So they had to do a lot of shuffling and curse scuffling, you know. So and that, mm -hmm. that obviously had an effect, um, but they they did they did the best that they could, and I thank them for it. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of good stuff in here. For me in particular, I have uh, made it clear as we've been going that the first part of season five, I, I was really enjoying a lot more than I remembered. Um, as we get into the slushy ratings, I gave a lot of good ratings in that early part of the season, and I was just so not expecting that. I didn't remember liking a lot of those episodes as much as I did. Uh, in the early part of season five, the highest rating that I gave was a two, and that was only one time, and that was for the premiere episode, uh, which... If you, I'm sure you recall, we didn't love the uh, two-part tribute to the Beatles, uh, but everything else for me was was pretty good. And for you, pretty similar, except for one slushy rating that went uh, way, way high. And uh, you know what episode that was for. But uh, that uh, four slushies off to uh, a certain episode. We'll touch on it. But yeah, so let's just let me let me dive right into the slushy ratings. Um, I, I played around with it a little bit. So I was struggling with trying to figure out, you know, does the slushy rating exactly tell me that I like this season more than another? I don't know. As we've covered before, the way that we had currently had our seasons ranked by slushy ratings, of course, you know, the way that this is all determined is I take all of the slushy ratings from 
us individually, uh, average it out for each season, and that's how I get what our average rating was. I mean, that's how averages work. Uh, so that is so for season uh, seasons one, two, three, and four. Both of us had ranked season three with the best ratings, followed by season two, followed by season four, followed by season one. Um, all relatively close, nothing too crazy of like any significant jumps. Um, and I, I think the one thing that I, I've been struggling with the whole time was season one being so highly rated. Uh, so, so I, I don't know which way I'm trying to go. Um, the, the average rating of that was a 1.6. Everything else, uh, season four, I'm sorry, that was for me. I had a 1.6 for season one, a 1.4 for season four, a uh, 1.0 rating for season two. And a 0.9 rating for season three. So I don't know. I, I still feel like season one is going to land in that middle spot for me. I feel and I feel like the season two and three rankings also don't make sense. Sorry if I'm like rambling about this, but the uh, I feel like the way that I've always had it in my head is my favorite season being season two, followed by three, followed by f one, followed by four, five, six. But the ra ratings are, are not lining up. So I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about this all maybe when we're done with the whole show. But that's just like I've, I told you earlier where I've just been struggling with it all. Well, I mean, don't forget that you have one other person that's giving ratings. So it's going to screw up your averages. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. That was that was for my uh, specific. Oh, that was uh, your specific. Oh. Yeah. Yours. Yours do exactly line up. With exactly what I was saying, our ratings have been not the same. Like yours are always uh, a little bit lower than mine are, but uh, in terms of order, yours are the exact same. Well, I still do wonder if, like, because sometimes I'll give my rating first. Sometimes that does affect how, like, just how, like, sometimes when you give yours first, it affects how I give mine. So maybe mm -hmm. had I had you not, if we like had told ourselves to give the slushy ratings predetermined, I wonder if that would change anything. You know what I it's mean? It's possible. Yeah, I'm sort of okay with this i mean i hope that i would be since those were the ratings that i gave um <laughs> yeah. because i i have never really been as high on season one as everybody else has been i think that um in terms of the general public season one is widely regarded as the best season of glee i disagree i think that it's a strong opening i think that it made a case for its existence like the show in just one season i think that it was something new or something fresh lots of fun I think that it really began to came, come into its own during season two and then really reached um, its like its like uh, height of the zeitgeist in season three. And so I think with a lot of that comes uh, a certain like point of view that they know that they're trying to establish. Um, the writing is definitely more... Uh, it, they, the writing has like sunk into a lot of these characters more. You get to really understand who some of these people are and know their patterns and shit like that. So I think it really does get a lot better as the season progresses. And maybe season three wasn't as enchanting as the first time that I'd seen it, but I still believe that it's a little better than season one. So I'm I'm pleased that uh, season one is not last, but you know, definitely. That is last. Well, I, is it going to be last with these with season five and six added into the mix, though? Uh, well, we have to, you know, so we still haven't, haven't gotten to season six. But um, as of now, yes, season five for both of us was ranked above season uh, season one. Mm. So, but 
let me get into our numbers because it, it gets a little tricky. And uh, again, uh, apologies if the, the whole numbers of this all bores anybody, but that's just, uh, you know, why we're here to recap it all anyway. Uh, for the season five slushy ratings, overall from episodes one through 20, I did split things up, but I'll get to that in a second. From episodes one through 20 of season five, your rating was an average of 1.2. Mine was a 1.4. So that includes, like I said, the entire season, which is the exact same uh, averages as we gave to season four. I believe the, you know, if you go down deeper into the math, uh, I think season five had very slightly better uh, numbers. But when it averaged out to like the, you know, the nearest tenth or whatever it was, uh, they they did line up. So seasons four and five were pretty on par for us uh, along the same lines. But I did split the season and get the averages of episodes one through 13 and then get the average for episodes 14 through 20. So the first part of the season and then the New York era for you, it was pretty close. You gave the first part of the season a 1.2 and then the New York era, you gave a 1.4. So pretty close for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, I gave the first part of the season a 0.9. That's how much I was enjoying the first part 0.9. And then I gave the New York era a 2.3 average. 2.3. 2.3. Mm. That's high. Yeah, you won't be fucking with New York. <laughs> the Long Islander is like, nah, y'all ain't doing my city justice. I don't know. I and and you know, like it's the same thing as as what I'm trying to say about this season one. Like you can't really slushy rate the nostalgia factor of it, the the feelings that you have while watching it. Like we're rating mm-hmm. the specific episodes, but it's hard to like fully encapsulate like the, the the emotion behind watching like when i'm watching season one of glee i'm like oh my god i'm watching season one of glee with quinn's pregnancy and all of the kids coming together and being friends for the first time ever um so while the individual episodes may not be as strong as they're going to get later on in the series that's why i still feel like season one for me is higher than some of the later seasons um but season five you know it had a lot of strong episodes in the beginning of it and the later episodes i thought were not as strong but overall i still feel like it's a good season so um maybe the slushy ratings mean absolutely nothing but i still think it's worth uh tracking i think it's been fun and uh crazy to me like i said that mine was so drastic between the first and second halves of the uh, of the season so i don't know i think i'm the most pleased about season four's placement because i think that that's the season where a lot of people drop off right like some people say that season two is the best, and then they're done after that. And season three was where it starts to go downhill. But I think the the large, like I think the largest contingent of people are gonna say that season four is like, oh, you're trying to split it between New York and Lima. Nope, I'm out. Done. Finished. It's over. Like this is not. This is like Saved by the Bell 2.0. But I think that season four is very very strong in its own right. So I'm glad that we were able to give it a little bit more respect than I think most of the fandom would. I mean, it's the last full season too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it certainly is. As far as individual episode ratings go, we could not have been on more different pages this time around, as opposed to season four, when uh, you and I both gave five separate episodes a zero slushy rating each. So we had five episodes last season with a combined zero slushies. Uh, This season, we have zero episodes that have a combined zero slushies. um, Where was it? It was you gave two zero slushy ratings and i gave two as well but they were both on different episodes uh just to remind everybody aman's zero slushy ratings were on episode six moving out um that was the billy joel episode right? i love that episode 
Yes. So you gave that zero slushies. I gave it one. You also gave zero slushies to New New York, the first episode of the New York era. And I gave that one two slushies, which you did not like from me. I did not like that from you. I thought out of any of the New York episodes, that should be the one. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I still don't feel it. It was just, it, it had, you know, five characters, Mercedes coming in at the end. I just wanted a little bit more. That's I wanted what made to it so much have stronger a little bit more. for me because, I mean, we often juggle between a lot of characters back at the school. And like now I'm like, I feel like we can focus for a second and actually take a moment to breathe. Yeah. But the, 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 the glee that I love is being in the choir room with all 12 of them and while we can only be focused maybe we're only focused on two or three characters in that room for the day you still are able to get in the britney one-liner and you're still able to get in the random line from i don't know just any character to just kind of boost the feeling of like there's so many people here that like are, are fun compelling characters that you want to follow so when it gets narrowed down to just five of them two of them being clean who i'm already kind of having issues with uh one of them being Artie, who's just off to film school and has like no tie-ins with anybody else I don't know. Like, you know, I, I, I walked through it all in that episode that I just I wasn't in love with it the, the way fuck, you guys are. Uh, already lives. They still never really covered that. No idea. Not a clue. <laughs> He's just homeless. Like, I mean, yeah, and like his his whole house back in Ohio was so set up perfectly for the ramps and everything like that. You remember, like his mom was like, yeah, you, you had all these ideas to make this house exactly how it works best for you. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. He must have found a place that was, you know, similar enough that he's able to, you know, because he, he doesn't even have like his mom. Obviously, his mom's not here. Uh, Sam was making a joke about how he takes care of Vardy, but like they don't live together. So I don't know. He's definitely got to have somebody helping him, I would imagine. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I would love to know, but we didn't get much Vardy development in that part of the season. Um, as far as my zero slushy ratings go, I gave zero slushies to the quarterback. You gave that episode 1.5 slushies. Um, I still stand by. I just, you know. I, I I don't know. I don't know that they did the quarterback as perfectly as a tribute episode to Corey Monteith could have ever gone. But I feel like given what they were working with, the speed at which they had to produce that episode um, and the emotion that was just, you know, taking over everybody that was on that set, both cast and crew, I was satisfied with the product. So that's why I ended up with the zero there. Um, and then I also gave zero slushies to a very non-controversial pick that I got in there. Episode number seven, Puppet Master. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm at this time we, we have released, you know, the, that episode is out there and I'm still waiting to hear from more people that are listening to that, to, to hear reactions. I know we got at least one tweet from somebody that was like, that whole thing was worth it just for the reaction, uh, the incredulous reaction from you and Mike to my zero slushies. And I agree. I think it was all worth it just for that. And I still stand by it. I'll have to go back and listen. Yes, you, you really should. Uh, the most ridiculous uh, episode. It was the most Glee episode that they've done uh, of just puppets everywhere. Uh, ridiculous stuff happening both in New York and in uh, Ohio. And I'm, I was here for it. So I, I gave Blaine his gold star. I gave the episode at zero slushies and uh, I stand by it. So... That's that. The other episodes that we gave um, the lowest ratings, like I said, it was uh, no zero combined, but we had some one combined ratings. We had Acadia Gaga, 
That was episode number four. Both of us gave it a half slushy. Uh, Moving Out was one of them with a one slushy rating. Frenemies and City of Angels. Both of us gave a half slushy each. A lot of good stuff that was in that early portion of the season. Going down the list, we have The Quarterback, Previously Unaired Christmas, Trio, and Opening Night all got 1.5 slushies combined. Um, Then we had The End of Twerk, New New York, and Bash. So a couple of New York episodes slipping in there with two slushies combined. And then towards the bottom of the list, we have uh, the backup plan and the untitled Rachel Berry project, both New York episodes uh, with 5.5 combined slushies. So those were our worst rated episodes of the season with old dog new tricks uh, very close behind with five slushies. So those last three episodes of the season really made their way to the bottom of the list. Tested as well is pretty uh, low down there. We have uh, love, love, love. The Beatles tribute episode, episode number one, Puppet Master, thanks to your rating, and Tested all have a combined four slushies down towards the bottom. Yeah, so, yeah, I am, I mean, I'm not shocked because I was, I, we just rated these episodes for New York, but I mean, I, for all of the hype that I was giving the New York era, it is interesting that a lot of them are towards the bottom of the list. Um, but I think I just chalked that up to recognizing a lot of the inconsistencies that we began to see and some of like just the weird, weird plot points and stuff like that. But it's still a very, very enjoyable portion for me. Yeah, those Beatles episodes, man, I feel so bad. I mean, we uh, a friend of the podcast, uh, Rosie, she was on uh, back in season four. Was it season four? Yeah, season four. Yeah, and she'll yeah. be back next season as well. She'll be back. So shout out to Rosie. She uh, mentioned that she was a, a, a Beatles fan. And I was like, damn, we should have had her on for that because I just felt like we paid those episodes <laughs> such dust, man. Yeah. We were like, so sorry, Beatles fans. We're so sorry. Uh, we know you're out there. We just, this isn't working for us. We're, we're, we're trying. We tried hard. Uh, love, love, love. Episode one ended up with a four slushy combined. And then uh, Tina in the Sky with Diamonds, a little bit better with two and a half uh, combined. So they fixed things when they got over to prom and Tina got some slushy dumped on her head. Uh, Stoner Brett by her side and, and all of that stuff. So I guess uh, they they really got us with some Tina content there. So, yeah. Uh, as far as the five and five point five slushy ratings go, I'm looking down because I have all of the episodes all together here. Uh, pretty low in terms of our overall lowest rated episodes of all time. I'll just tell you right now. I mean, I'm also going to probably bring this up again after season six, but our worst episode of all time, Shooting Star, season four. Our second worst, Acafellas, season three. I'm sorry, season one, episode three. Oh God. And then. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then it's a three, uh, three-way three tie for the next up, uh, the Untitled Rachel Berry Project, The Backup Plan, and Season 1 Preggers, uh, Episode 4. All have that 5.5 rating. So that's really at the bottom of our list for overall Glee episodes, which doesn't surprise me. But yeah, I feel like I'm okay with do? that. Mm-hmm. I agree. I fully, fully agree. Um, And before we uh, move on past the slushy ratings, let's just kind of touch on here. Episodes number 12 and 13 sit firmly in the middle of the pack here with a combined 2.5 slushy ratings from both of us. Uh, What do we have? uh, What what, final thoughts on our 100th episode celebration followed by saying goodbye to the new directions? Um, So I was definitely a lot less critical of it this time around. Although I still feel like it was missing something for me. Like the 100th episode, I wanted, I just wanted more. I felt like they brought so many people back that we didn't get a chance to really dive into some of these characters enough. They paid more 
attention to the alumni, which is fine. But when this is the last time that we're going to see some of these other characters in the series, it really just takes um, a huge chunk out of the score for me because they were such a big part as to why season four was enjoyable. You know what I mean? And now we don't get any closure with Jake. We don't get any closure with Ryder, Marley. Uh, Unique comes back a little bit in season six. But yeah, it's just sort of... uh, just kind of just, you know, just kind of like hurts your heart a bit. Um, so, I mean, it was still mm-hmm. a lot of fun to get to see April Rhodes and Holly Holiday um, have them come back and be in the choir room. And it was nice to see that choir room be so full. I just wondered if they used those people to the best of their ability. And that's why I feel like it's right. hard for me to, to, to champion episode 100 as this huge land, land or land, what, landstone land mile milestone milestone <laughs> landmark <laughs> landmark milestone you put them together and it it, it worked um it's hard for me to uh, <laughs> to champion it because it's hard to reconcile just you know pretty mm-hmm. much saying fuck you to some of these characters yep yeah i of course uh feel the same way that's uh, our ratings for that episodes were, were funny because i think i gave it a one and you gave uh it a 1.5 for episode 100 and then we just completely reversed for episode uh 13 for for new directions uh yeah i fully agree i think they really had a lot to work with there they could have done something good but they just had so many different directions they were going in uh i like they followed the Rachel and Santana feud that had been going on for a couple of episodes when they brought it back to Ohio and then Santana being awful to Rachel. That was like really like peak Santana being awful to Rachel. But then they try to hook us back around with some Britanna content in uh, both episodes. Actually, we have uh, not much of Clayne going on, a lot of April, a lot of Holly. Like you said, nothing with the new kids, which really felt like a very bleak way to say goodbye to them. Uh, we're going to talk about them a little bit as well with the Gold Star. So, yeah, um, it really felt like they could have done better. I think both of us were probably pretty generous with our our ratings because those episodes still do have the feel of like a celebration of Glee. It's the 100th episode followed by an episode of, you know, everybody. It's part one, part two, essentially. Uh, So it was nice to have everybody there and see everybody back together again for the first time since the wedding, essentially, uh, back at season four, episode 14. But, you know, would have been nice to do i don't know um do give us like i would i would not have even minded if it had nothing to do with anything that really had been going on to that point and and start fresh with like a mission give them like a mission or a theme for the episode which kind of was there save the glee club uh but give them like an activity to do where it was like a fun thing for all of them to be on the same mission together rather than working in a lot of other you know quinn and puck and what's quinn storyline with biff mcintosh like it was just too much too much going on yeah it it didn't yeah i think that's kind of right i feel i feel like it wasn't focused enough um um and i would have liked if there were some sort of like goal or because i mean the, it it was sort of it was you know it was sort of like dead on arrival you know because sue said at the beginning of the year if you don't win you're out and then they lose and then they all come back and then all of a sudden it's like we're going to save the glee club and it's like well no you're not because she literally said it's not going to work if you can't get the money and I don't know, it, it kind of just all felt so inconsequential. And so I was just like, mm-hmm. I would much rather just watch these characters, you know, come to terms with the fact that the Glee Club is ending as opposed to, uh, it, it was just weird. It was just weird. Yep. It was weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's let's get into uh, the, the gold stars of it all from this season, which again, pretty spread out across the board. Um, a lot of, a lot of names ended up here. And I think for this 
time, I'm going to switch things up as well again and start in reverse order rather than starting at the top and working our way down to the characters who were kind of, you know, not as important. Let's start with those characters and work our way up because I think it also kind of makes sense to start with the new kids who we're going to see a whole lot of the NYC kids throughout the season because they're in the beginning and then really all the way at the end. And of course, a lot of them made their way to the top of the list. But some of these new kids, we have Marley, who did not get a gold star this season. Marley finishes her run on Glee with one gold star. She won't be back next Damn. season. Uh, and the gold star was from last season. So one gold star for Marley Rose. Uh, last season, nothing this season. And then going uh, from everybody else, we had you know nothing on Ryder, zero on Kitty, zero on Jake Puckerman. Uh, we had one unique gold star, and I believe that's it for the new kids. Uh, so a really Wait. quiet season for them. Like they were relevant we and they get were any present. Jake Puckerman stars? No, he had four last season and then nothing this time. He was he was an a hole this season. Remember Wait, he was. Did, but who did I not? Oh, so who was I struggling against that episode when he performed Janet? Because I was I remember I remember wanting to give that to him in that episode, but I. Oh, that was the puppet episode. And who did I give it to? You gave it to Sue. Um, I gave it to Blaine. Interesting. Yeah, we we both wanted to give it to Jake in that episode because we were like, no explanation needed. It goes to Jake, uh, but it did not end up going to Jake. So, but I mean, honestly, of the new kids anyway, uh, Jake, Kitty, Ryder, uh, Marley, Unique, Jake still uh, has actually no. Jake, sorry, Jake's tied with Unique overall. Uh, uh, both of them have four gold stars but uh nothing from this season for jake for kitty for Ryder, and only one for unique unique's gold star does come from the episode where she was uh having the porta potty delivered to her in the middle of the choir room and she sang if i were a boy and uh, a pretty good episode for her there but yeah these kids really short end of the stick yeah i mean that's because production did that to them (laughs) they were not a part of the edit honey they were out they got edited out yeah shitty it's, it sucks to see them go out like this. I mean, Marley's no surprise to me because, I mean, we I've been ragging on her since she got here. Since she was got here wearing her rags. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think Jake was probably the most compelling out of all of them. They really tried to they tried to make Ryder a, be a thing. And I don't think that either of us really took too kindly to him. I mean, he definitely was talented. He definitely has probably one of the best voices out of the new kids. But um, that was not enough to make me want to throw some gold stars at him no they really kept him quiet this season as well like last season yeah. he got to got to do some songs but this season it was like once they got past the the catfish story at the end of the last season they tried to give him something it was you know it feels like a lifetime ago somehow but the writer jake marley uh love triangle really worked its way back into this season as Jake, Jake and Marley finished the series broken up. Like they, I did not expect that, but they were not together. Ryder was trying to move in on Marley. And then we see at nationals, the, uh, the two boys having a conversation about it and you know, it ended up going nowhere. Yeah. It's, uh, uh these poor kids, Jake laying shirtless on the bed. And uh, he was like, so bro, you really moved quickly in on my girl, bro. And Ryder's like, yeah, Sorry, still come to nationals with us? He's like, I guess. Why was that response? That response was so late, too. Like, (laughs) it's so strange. Like, why would they do this? The last episode that they really are gonna like be a part of in any like real Mm -hmm. capacity, they bringing up this Marley shit. It's all like such a Mary Sue. I swear. And Marley's Marley's content, you know, in her final episode, which I don't know if they knew at this time that like, you know, what they were going to do with these kids come season six, uh, because we'll see as it comes, you know, the kitty is going to be the only one who still is on the show when season six rolls around. Everybody else is gone, gone, gone. 
um, or unique is going to make a, a one episode appearance. But um, I, I'm just curious, like the fact that Marley gets like a full send off here from uh, Mercedes. It's like, you know, I know you're in 10th grade, but your songs are amazing. So just keep writing them forever. You're great. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways, I feel like that. I mean, I feel like we, we, we're going to get a lot of cool people in season six, but it's hard to get a you know it's hard to get that much of an attachment to them after five prior seasons and then we have 13 final episodes of the series so i wonder yeah like i i question that all the time was that the wrong choice to get rid of all of these characters and not have them come back for the final season because then you don't have to work as hard to get us to give a shit you know what i mean <laughs> so yeah I, it was strange I, don't, I mean i've never actually done any research on what was the reason for axing all of those characters um, I know that Becca Tobin and Leah Michelle are really, really good friends. So maybe that's how she wound up back mm-hmm. as Kitty. Um, yeah. As far as the other ones. I mean, Honestly, that's probably it. But and but Melissa Benoist, at that point, she had become Supergirl. So, I mean, that's, you know, she wasn't going to come back. But, you know, it's not like it's not like Jacob Artist was doing a bunch of shit. And I don't think that Blake Jenner was doing a bunch of shit either. So, yeah. But I guess without I guess if you lose Marley, then maybe Marley is like the but glue. Like- I don't know. Marley, I mean, not Marley, uh, Kitty and Jake had like a little flirtatious thing going on in that season. Like you could have gotten rid of Ryder, gotten rid of uh, Marley and and just let Jake and Kitty come back and have a thing going on. While I mean, Kitty's going to end up in season six taking like the role of like mentor to all the new Glee kids that that come in, uh, essentially. And she could have had like a a plus one with her. Jake could have still been there. Like it's not like you were you had somebody else that came in to be the new dancer. Jake could have been that. I don't know. I guess uh, they honestly they probably felt burned uh, to an extent. Like they were all main cast for season five and they were not in seven full episodes of the show. So, uh, I mean, I'm sure that if the opportunity was there, it was considered, but I don't know. It just seemed like things went down in a strange way. Um, and we will see, you know, we will see them in season six for about, you know, three minutes of a song and then they'll be gone except for Marley. So I'm sorry, except for Marley being there, she won't be there. So that's that, uh, that's those kids. And uh, as as far as the one slushies go, not slushies, one stars go, we also have, uh, so we have Unique there. We also have Will Schuster. We can briefly touch on him because he's also kind of like not a major part of the season. Uh, he's obviously with the kids throughout going to New York and not New York, going to uh, Nationals. And then, of course, he makes a pit stop in New York for the opening night. Uh, Daniel Finn Schuster is born, but his one gold star from this season did come from me. I gave it to him in the episode where they were all uh, get, they made him that video and then they sang Don't Stop Believing to him. And I was like, all right, I get it. I get it. I'll give him a star. <laughs> It really did feel as if the writers were begging us. Like, please, mm-hmm. Choir Room Podcast, please just acknowledge this character mm-hmm. just one good time. But we I hadn't mean, in the last two seasons. Just, zero, zero and zero and three and four. I mean, well, his character was all over the place in the past two seasons. He's in D.C. He's not in D.C. He, he can direct the musical. He can't direct the musical. Like, he was on a lot. Trying to get Emma pregnant and just, just a bunch of shit. Just a bunch of shit. Like... I feel like, which kind of like by default kind of made Sue's character a little less compelling too, because the both of them, when they're at it, that's when they're at their best. So yeah, it was just kind of hard to like reward him. And I mean, and when when he was on the screen more often, he was being a he was horrible. He was a slut. Will you're yeah. a slut? You're a slut. You're a slut. And everyone should know that. Will will have a chance at redemption next season. He is one of the few characters that will be there. Pretty much all throughout. So he'll have a chance to uh, get back on screen and give us something to uh, give him a gold star for. But yeah, I don't know that I uh, feel too good about his chances. So 
there's that. Emma as well, uh, really not in this season. Zero, zero gold stars for Emma, which is really like hit or miss. Like sometimes she'll pop in on a season, we'll love her in an episode and give her two gold stars. But this season she was really not much a part of uh, a whole lot. So zero for her. But I don't know, maybe Daniel Finn-Schuster will end up on the board. Who knows? <laughs> you have an opportunity here to defend yourself about the final two people in the one gold star section. And they are two guest stars from the New York era. <laughs> We have Miss Maggie Banks and Miss Tyra Banks. <laughs> um, okay. Maggie Banks was fun. She was great. She was sweet. She was adorable. I loved hearing June Squibb sing, sing Madonna. I mean, come on. Like, you're never... On what other show are you going to be able to see something like that? You know? So, and the, 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 the lady's like 86 years old, keeping up with the youngins. Like, I just loved her character. She was so, you know, just... I mean, she was very, she was written that way. She was written for you to love her. Um, and so, I, it worked. It worked. So, good job to Chris Colfer for, for, you know, coming up with her character. Okay, Tyra Banks, obviously, yeah. The House of Bichet, Bichette. Wacky decision. But <laughs> I just... I felt like... I mean, I, I we... This is... Bitch, this is my fucking podcast. Damn it. And I'm allowed to do whatever the fuck I want to. If I can give a gold star to a damn feline, then I am going to give one to the one that walks the catwalk. You know, like, miss. I mean, it was fun. That whole scene was fun. I was like smiling from ear to ear the entire time that she was on the screen. And yes, people can make the point, oh, well, Lamont, you're rewarding Tyra Banks and not so much Bichet. And I'm like, okay, well, they're one and the same. They're literally meant to be one and the same. It's a caricature of herself. And I felt like it, she had a lot of fun with it. She was in on the joke. I loved it. And I really honestly felt like I was like, damn, like if, if Rachel can get a couple scenes with Cassandra July and Kirk can get a couple scenes with with uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, then why can't we get a, a, a cord over Tyra <laughs> Banks relationship? Like, I would have loved to see her. I'm not asking her to, like, come back for a, bu- a, bu- a bunch of episodes. Just, like, a couple more scenes. Like, I would have loved if she were the one that was at the photo shoot for tre- Treasure Trails. Not uh, Charlie, whoever the, girl, whoever the hell that girl was. Like, that would have been so captivating. Mm-hmm. That would have been so fun. Mm-hmm. I just remember that episode. Uh, just... That episode was the one where Artie took Becky off to a college tour. He sang to her with honesty, and we fell in love with Artie in that episode. Not fell in love, but like that 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 song I fell in love with, I should say. Um, but I was like fully expecting that to be two gold stars on Artie. And next thing I know, Tyra Banks is sitting opposite Artie on the uh, on the slushy chart, uh, at gold star chart. So uh, yeah, I'm look. I uh, don't disagree with you at all, though. That it is uh, our gold stars are our gold stars. So you're more than welcome to do that. You already gave a star to a cat, so uh, this is a real person. I don't see uh, the problem here. I think it's fine. So shout out Lord Tubbington. Did not make it to the board this season, but. Uh, yeah, so so that's Lord that. Lord Tubbington are... is such, you know, Lord Tubbington is such a huge character. Like he really is. Like the 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 amount of personification that Britney places on that cat is like astronomical. Okay, so I felt like at some point he deserves his just due. So <laughs> is astronomical. Astronomical. Yeah. The volume of this cat is astronomical. Okay, um, let's move into the two slushies tier. We have a couple names here. I want to start with Sue Sylvester and Becky Jackson on the board with two gold stars each. What do you got for these two? Yeah, okay, so Sue, I mean... (laughs) Sue didn't really have a nemesis this episode, did she? Like, Will's back, but 
No, this this season was way more for Sue, I thought. I mean, obviously, we see how she is when she comes to New York. Yeah. I thought the narrative this season was around Sue and Becky from start to finish. Yeah. It was not Sue and Will. It uh, We took a break from Sue and Will, uh, essentially. I mean, we saw how things played out between the two of them as the Glee Club was getting shut down, which wasn't even much of a rivalry. It was more of Will submitting at that point and saying, do I even fight? But the main thing that we focus on with her, uh, with Sue, for this season and kind of last season as well, is the relationship she has with Becky, which all ends up... With with these two having that giant hug at graduation that just melts your heart I into know. a million little puddles. I know it's so cute. Yeah, I mean Sue didn't. I mean she like she didn't really have a lot to do besides you know outside outside of everything with Becky. Um, so I felt like this was a lot of um, just getting to see her as the principal and how that changes her as a person. And yeah, I mean I, I was kind of fine with it. I mean I. I felt like it really gave her a lot of ammo to come back full swing in season six. Um, and I think that season six is a really, really strong season for her. I think that she's also nominated for season six for an Emmy, I think. So mm-hmm. I'm fine. Like, if we have to, like, lose out on all the sewage of it all. <laughs> the sewage. <laughs> Get it? Sewage. sewage. Whoa. If we have to lose out on that this season and get a lot of it back in the next episode in the next season then i'm fine that's okay i'm cool with that um as far as becky's Mm -hmm. concerned um i mean this is probably more becky than we've gotten in the past and once again i'm good with that i think that becky jackson is always welcome to be on my screen and i think that she's just uh such a unique character to glee and i don't think we've ever seen a character ever like that ever again so yeah um i mean i wish that i wish that we could have given her more I it was my bad because I, the episode that I wanted to I mean I still gave her the the gold star for the episode that I was intending on giving it to her for but for whatever reason I was under the impression that she was much more present in that episode I don't know why I thought that so I definitely think that there were definitely options more options for her to receive more gold stars so two is kind of it's things a little bit but I mean it's fine it is what it is mm-hmm. yeah Becky remains one of my favorite characters of this show and she will always be. So uh, a lot of fun with her this season. Uh, I think around the Christmas episode. Uh, Do you have an I think, appointment? I think I gave her a star. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, after after they lose and she comes in and she's like, loser. He's like, second place is not losing, Becky. Yeah, whatever you say. Uh, Glee Club is totally gay. Or I don't know. I'm, I'm mixing up lines at this point, but like just so many great lines uh, already coming up to her in the episode where they went off to that college tour and she just assumes that all he wants to do is sleep with her, have a threesome with her and Kitty. Uh, we have the trio uh, episode, right? Trio is in the season mm-hmm. or maybe I'm thinking of a different episode. No, that's uh, it. F- uh, whatever. Uh, yeah. Of uh, well, uh, the, the, the senior sleepover when Blaine, Tina and Artie, not Artie, Blaine, Tina and Sam come yeah, into not the school. Artie. Fuck Artie. And she plays some twister with them. No, Artie wasn't invited. Uh, she's playing Twister with them and getting them all drunk off of uh, energy drinks. And it was just an insane time. So, yeah, the Becky uh, increased on this season. We even got some of her as well in that opening night episode as she was chasing Rachel around the stage in Rachel's Nightmare. So uh, that was great stuff there. Uh, Becky will be here for season six for some parts of it, if not most of it. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that for sure. So that's Becky and Principal Sue in her first year as principal. Um, We also have in this tier of two gold stars. uh, Let's touch on briefly. um, It's kind of honestly kind of a little bit of of, uh, all of these can be grouped together. We have two gold stars on Mr. Finn Hudson, two gold stars on Carol Hudson, two gold stars on Puck, 
Um, and no gold stars for the season on our uh, Queens, Quinn, Fabray, and Brittany S. Pierce, who really were not in the season much. But um, any of these five names, I mean, Quinn and Puck obviously were intertwined towards that part of the season when they came back. Puck had a lot to do with uh, everything in the quarterback after the, the jacket gate of it all. Uh, Finn, we gave, of course, his two gold stars in the quarterback just as a, you know, a little bit of a tribute, uh, memorial gold stars to, to Finn um, and to Corey Monteith as well. And then Carol got those two gold stars in the Nationals episode where she came in and she reminded them all why they were here and they lost, but she still got them all to keep their heads up in that Carol Hudson, Burt Hummel, you know, fashion of just being the best People on Earth, the best parents, the best mm-hmm. everything. So lots of love to to all of that going yeah, on. Yeah, I think that, that's interesting that they're all grouped together. I mean, it's probably because all the episodes are intertwined with one another. So I think that that's I, I like that. Um, I love that Carol was able to get her just due. I mean, Romy Romy Rosemont, man, she needs she needs something. She needs her own show, uh, preferably something where she's happy more than she's sad. But we need some sad scenes for Romy Rosemont because she kills them. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I'm glad that she was able to get her stars. Obviously, Finn had to get his stars as an official send-off. Uh, and Puck, you know, I feel like sometimes we forget about him, you know? I mean, he was he was more present in season four than I remembered. Um, season five, obviously not so much. But I'm glad that when he was around, they were strong, strong performances. Uh, and this, like I said before, when we were covering the uh, 100th episode... The fact that him and Quinn are endgame, I remember that feeling so out of left field the first time. But now, watching all of this in this consolidated fashion, it makes perfect sense. I don't know why I didn't see it before. Um, and I felt like that mm-hmm. was like a really great way to end, well, not end their storyline, but as far as, you know, the ending of the New Directions went, I think that was perfect. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, all of these seem perfectly apropos. Yeah. Um, we'll get to, I guess, a little bit more for Brittany later on when we get to Santana. Um, so yeah, that's that's that. That's the tier of two. Actually, no, there is one more name on the tier of two gold stars. I'm debating if I want to put this person's name in the mix now or kind of tie it in together. Let's tie it in together. This person, There's one person here with two gold stars and then one person on the tier above with three gold stars. Let's just do it. Let's talk some clean. And uh, Kurt Hummel is going to be the one who actually comes in with only the two gold stars to Blaine's three this season, which is a very um, strange shift. Uh, usually it's Kurt with more and Blaine with less. Kurt was up in that top three, if you remember. Uh, we'll, we'll get an updated total of like the all-time leaderboard. Kurt was up in that top three in the three-way tie with Rachel and Santana, who uh, did did get more gold stars than Kurt this season. Uh, Kurt only with two, Blaine with three. Well, what were those gold stars for? Kurt had the back-to-back gold stars in the same episode. Uh, not back-to-back. We both gave him one in uh, Bash. Oh, of course. Of course, yeah. Of course, went out and... Uh, Fought for uh, fought for what was right, and you know ended up in the hospital. Uh, and then Blaine got three gold stars in the season. Uh, both of them, both of us gave him an, a star in episode one when he proposed to Kurt and went all out on what he was doing there. Okay, I was going to say it had to be something early because he was least offensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I gave him one in the puppet episode, so that's that. Okay, all right. Well, that's that doesn't really that's a very weak three to me. So. Okay, sure. Yeah, Blaine Yeah, uh, but to counter that, I mean, Kurt only getting two in a season that was relatively all about him and his New York life. I mean, that's... hmm. Yeah, but Blaine was such a big part of the New York life as well. So I felt like we... 
you know, associated them together more so in the ending of the season than we did in the beginning. Um, I felt like if mm-hmm. he were going to win anything for himself, it would have been in the in the beginning of the season. You know, outside of Bash, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I have never really been... I mean, I, I think we've talked about this in season one. I've never really been that much of a Kurt guy. I felt like I didn't... I mean, all gays are different, right? Like, we're not a monolith. So... I related to him on the grounds of sexuality, but almost in everything else, I, I, I guess I just didn't like share a lot of the same stories that he did, um, which is fine. I'm not saying that I have to. I'm just saying that I don't think that the character resonated with me as much as it might have with other people. And it's clear that it resonated with a bunch of people because the Chris Hofer won the Golden Globe for the role. So I feel like I've never really been team clean either and I, I have come to the realization that i am the president of the baby back bitch fan club so <laughs> certainly are yeah i mean it's not surprising to me at all that these two are on the lower end because they're really i mean they're they're uh, they're not fun they're just they're just not fun they're not fun like blaine fighting. blaine was better when he was just alone in the warblers when we didn't get to have to actually know him <laughs> <laughs> right. which makes me think that he like, was probably they- horrible over there too we just never saw it yeah i mean they all followed his every single order and did whatever he wanted for any song but yeah these two i don't really know how much more i have to say about them i mean if you've been listening to the recaps of the episodes you you know where i stand about the clean of it all they really should have had more time apart should have let them grown apart but we of course wanted to keep both of these actors in the mix uh darren chris and, and darren chris and chris colfer uh around for they're going to be on the full six seasons of the show. Um, and I guess, how do you have them both on the show? If they're broken up, it doesn't, you know, might be a little awkward storytelling of like, how do they both stay present in, you know, in Rachel's lives, uh, life and, in just in the whole mix of the show, if they had like a, an ugly or a bad breakup or if they're just friends, cause you see when they're just friends and then they go to a Will and Emma's wedding and then they still are, you know, doing it in the backseat of the car anyway. So they're obviously drawn to each other. Uh, we, we did talk about how their relationship, may just be based on the sex maybe that is what they mostly get out of each other and the rest of it's not great but that's what holds them together and if it is it is so that's that so yeah i don't have any more clean takes than what i've already given i think Blaine season is on the bottom six will, oh, yeah, yeah. uh season six will give us some more to talk about and we'll see how things progress with them specifically uh a two-parter i believe that is uh quite the story we'll we'll have some fun with that one um so that's that that's clean they are uh and it actually kind of fucked on the bottom that the, the 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 couples that is talked about having sex the most is like clean because it just kind of like goes into that stereotype of how gays are so raunchy and all they care about is the sex I'm like why is mm-hmm. it that we don't get any like before sex scenes with any of the other couples i mean well i guess you know in the early seasons santana and Brittany were like but then that's another gay couple not as much as these two these two <laughs> like every argument it's like ends fucking like a, bunnies yeah so yeah they and I and I, that's what I'm saying. Like I believe it. Like it's like one thing that I I have never denied between the two of them is like the way that they look at each other. Like you can feel the chemistry there. Like you know that they have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, <laughs> that. that's clean. Um, in the uh, one more person in the uh, there, there's a couple more people in the three gold star tier. Uh, quick shout out to Holly Holiday who got three gold stars in one episode. Hey, yes. <laughs> Get, uh, put some respect on her name, okay. <laughs> Three for Holly, nothing for April, which I was sad about. I know. But it's okay. I kind of do. I, that is like one of my biggest regrets is 
but I gave her so much love when she was there in the beginning. So like I, you know, I feel like I feel like she was around more than Holly Holiday was in the beginning. So I felt like you know. I mean, April does finish the show with one gold star overall. So she has what? one. Holly finishes. Yeah, she only got one back in season one, and nothing else after that. So. Oh, okay, I have a problem with that then. And Holly Holiday finishes the show with six gold stars total. Okay, I have a small problem with that. Well, you know what? Now that I'm being reminded of it, it was kind of hard to give her the gold star because she was sleeping with students. So it was like, oh, I don't know if we can. <laughs> April? I mean, she did something with the students. Remember in the, you know, she walked out of. She was giving them drugs, not drugs, uh, alcohol. She was giving them tips on how to steal. I don't know who she was sleeping she with. She walked out of the locker room oh, fanning duh, herself. Duh, 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 yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yeah. So I feel like I, I was thinking of like I feel like we specific, had a specific yeah. conversation and we were like, eh, this is kind of it's kind of weird. Yeah, but it's April. And uh, <laughs> that that lines up with the entire argument that I was saying earlier about even if season one doesn't have the best ratings, I still love it. Even if uh, April Rhodes doesn't have a million gold stars, I still love her. So uh, shout out to the two of them for their appearance in uh, episodes 12 and 13. You know what I call getting drunk on an afternoon? An afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Like the like they the the two of them single handedly make those episodes like even better than they might have been otherwise. So. I love how much Kristen Chenoweth loves her character too. Like whenever people would ask mm-hmm. her in interviews, like so when are you going back to Glee, she's like, oh, I would love to. Anytime Ryan wa- Ryan needs me there, I'll be there. I love April Rhodes. She was such an April Rhodes fan. Mm-hmm. Kristen Chenoweth is a big fan of Glee. She loved her time on the show. I know that she's rewatched many episodes. She's listened to the songs back a million times. Uh, this was all from a episode of uh, Kevin and Jenna's podcast that she did, which I, I've recommended before. I'll recommend it again. If you have not listened to it, go check out Kristen Chenoweth on the Showman's podcast with Kevin McHale and Jenna Ushkowitz. It's a fun time, and she really just has so much love for the show, for all the kids that she was working with. Uh, I think she still calls them like all her little babies, so she loved every minute of it and I'm glad and uh, of course uh, Gwyneth Paltrow did seem to enjoy things as well because she got a husband out of the show with uh, Mr. Brad Felchuk is uh, now side by side with her walking together through life Uh, so happy for them also on this tier of three gold stars let's put them together here we have Artie Abrams and Tina Cohen Chang Artie who does come to New York uh, off to film school in Brooklyn Tina who does not but she does make one stop in New York for opening night. Um, we mostly see Tina in this season in with Blaine and Sam. So it feels a little weird here how we're talking about Blaine, you know, with Kurt. But like the season really was for the majority of it with Sam, Blaine and Tina being like at the core. Back when we were talking, we were talking about how the new kids don't get a whole lot of shine. It's because we're focused so much on the seniors in season five. We spent a lot, a lot of time with Sam, Blaine and Tina already as well. But for some reason they kept him out of that trio they gave a lot of time to the to the three um but Artie, of course was there as well and like i said Artie moves on to new york tina does not tina's off to brown um and she is not in season five new york era very much but she will be in season six a little bit here and there uh just kind of guest starring uh so i don't know thoughts on uh, on either of these two um mm. T- i mean i did like that we got a lot of tina content in the beginning of this season because she was sort of like snubbed um, for season four, because the new kids took her spot. Um, so that was nice. I liked seeing that. That was cool. As far as Artie goes, why do I feel like he wasn't as present? So where, what was his stars for? Artie had three gold stars in the season. One was from Moving Out when he took Becky to college. 
Okay. One was from episode nine. CJ gave him one in the Frenemies episode. And what was that for? Oh, him and Tina were in that battle. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Over yeah. there. He got pushed out of the wheelchair. Um, and then episode 14, uh, the first episode in the New York era, you gave already got a gold it. star. Yep, okay. I, I figured. Because um, I was like, I don't remember him being that present in the beginning. Yeah. So this, he only ended up being three because cj gave him one essentially <laughs> i don't really have much to say about artie i think that um this season for him was just okay mm-hmm. i feel the same way about season yeah. four i feel like they start i feel like with the the, no, the novelty of the wheelchair of it all not that being in the wheelchair is a novelty but like i mean as far as like writing and mining details of his character i felt like that really hit its peak in like season one season two and then they were just like you know what, yeah. we're, we're done with this <laughs> and then that was it mm-hmm Artie in this season, he is dating Kitty, so we have that going on. Then he's nice to Becky uh, by taking her to college. Then he has a little bit of a feud with Tina over the valedictorian situation, ends up in New York, gets chlamydia, and that's Artie season five. So he's got content, but it was uh, it was all over the place. But I'm sure he was uh, happy to have something at all, you know, not be kicked off the show after... 13 after episode 13 so you know yeah uh, i'm glad as well even though he, it was kind of weird for him in the new york era i just want to see him stay in the mix and he also already kevin McHale, right not main cast for season six i believe that's the case yeah uh is that, Let me, i'm gonna double yeah, check but i'm pretty I, sure I he's not main right. cast. i think you're right yeah which is uh crazy after you know five seasons to see him not there um wait i lied i lied he's there uh main cast i don't remember that I don't remember him being around a lot to be main cast, but I mean, it's Glee. So. He's in seven out of 13 episodes next season. So uh, we're just, I guess, losing our minds and maybe he's. Yeah. But like, even if he's in seven episodes, is he like, you know, a main a yeah. moving part within the episode? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he's, he's definitely usually moving when he's on screen. Um, <laughs> Shit is all that so. coming. Yeah. Um, And then Tina, Tina got her gold stars in uh, episode two, back to back when she got prom queen. And then I also gave her another one in episode 10 when uh, her and Blaine and Sam sang some jumping, jumping and good stuff there. So that was Tina. Uh, Tina, I I really enjoyed everything we got from Tina this season. We were waiting so long for more Tina content, uh, Tina Cohen content. And we finally got it in season four and five as she was kind of really made to be this more um, exaggerated version of herself. And that's fine. I thought it was, you know, good entertaining stuff as she did everything with Blaine. And that kind of went by the wayside into season five uh, as it was just focused on the friendship. And every time that she would start hysterically crying as they got closer to graduation, um, she didn't seem to make a lot of friends. You know, she wasn't really in on the Artie and Kitty relationship. And then she kind of burned bridges with Artie on the way out. But ultimately, Tina is Tina. And I don't think anyone's ever really going to, you know, not like her. I think it's just uh, people are like, this is Tina. We can hang out with her for a day or two. And then we have to say goodbye for a couple of weeks before we can recharge. Wait, so is Tina main cast for season six or no? Uh, no, Jenna Ushkowitz is not main cast for season six. Mm. She'll be there. She will be in a couple of episodes. Not many. I wonder, I wonder what that's about. Like, I would, I would love to know the politics behind all of this. Yeah. They really just kind of carry the New York people on over, except for Naya. Everybody from New York uh, was main cast, but Naya and Heather and Diana, and I don't know why I'm calling them all by their real names, but they are there, but not as consistently as we would like, but Mm -hmm. I'll take something more than nothing. So yeah, that's that. Uh, So that's Blaine. That's Tina. That's Artie. That's blah, blah, blah. Um, We have one final person in the 
tier with three gold stars before we get to our top three of the season. Um, I'll tell you the numbers. We have somebody with six gold stars at the top, top, top. We have some two people with five gold stars at that next tier. And then we have one last person here with three gold stars. And that one person with three gold stars is Rachel Berry. No surprises there, man. Refreshing that she's not at the top. The tippy, 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 top, mm-hmm. top. I'm considering this is like the season about her success story, but it is also the season about her immediate demise. So <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of hard to root for her because she kind of throws you for a loop towards the end of the season. And she, I mean, when once the New York era starts, her style kind of gets cramped because there are a lot of other people that move over that have dreams of their own that we get invested in um, with like the in- introduction or the, the inclusion rather of, of Mercedes that really is going to take some of the shine away. Uh, I felt like Rachel really had to come to terms with some of like the more grating parts of her personality once again, but this time as an adult and this time how it pertains to her professional career. And so I feel like a lot of us were able to get a bit of catharsis through people like Santana because um, they always are there to knock her down a peg. There really aren't a lot of standalone episodes for Rachel this season where she is clearly the person that is being begged, is that we're, that's begging for a gold star. Like in the beginning of the season with the Beatles shit, no. The quarterback obviously could have been one of her shining moments, but I felt like we were both obligated to give it to Finn. I mean, you wanted to give one to Santana as well, which I respect. A Katie or a Gaga, no. End of twerk, no. Moving out, no. Puppet Master, no. On Air Christmas, maybe. Frenemies, mm, we had a debate about that one, and we know where that went. Trio, no. City of Angels, no. 100 New Directions, maybe, but not really. There's too many characters. New New York, maybe. Bash, no. Tested, no. Opening Night, yes. The Backup Plan, no. Old Dog New Tricks, no. The Untitled Rachel Berry Project, <laughs> I mean, come on. So it's just like this season for her, like outside of opening night in Funny Girl, this was not her season. And I'm fine with that. Which, like you said, it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be everything about her. It was supposed to be, you know, moving to New York because that's where Rachel is. That's where Rachel and Kurt are and Blaine is going and Sam and whoever is going, Uh, you know, because Artie really doesn't get much there. Uh, Mercedes does. But yeah, so Rachel got her three gold stars in episode five. I gave her the only one that I gave her of the season for what happened in uh, episode five, the end of twerk. I I have no idea what was happening there that I gave Rachel a gold star for. Truly no idea. Do you? I don't um, cuz unique unique that was like a unique episode but I remember saying that like Rachel deserved one and now I'm going to have to go look it up the end of twerk like what was Rachel doing in that episode? I cannot think of it at all. All I can think of is the twerking. Like, um Rachel is she Rachel has Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. In the end of Twerk, we thought she had a haircut, but then she put the wig on during that oh, performance yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, for rehearsal. And uh, she, you know, went out on a limb to try to do something that ended up, yeah, that ended up being a good move for the show. And then at the very end of the episode, uh, her and Kurt go to get the tattoos. And we eventually are shown that she got the Finn tattoo, which she was a little hesitant about getting one at all. But then eventually she went through and got that one. So that uh, that left me with good feelings towards Rachel that I wanted to give her a gold star for. Um, so Rachel got that one for me there. You gave her one in the Christmas episode and she got that other one at opening night. So yeah, um, I agree with a lot of what you said. I think that Rachel in the New York era really like this could have been her time to shine, but instead it's just 
a mess, a whole damn mess from start to finish. Uh, her being awful towards Whoopi Goldberg and saying that she is, you know, a flop of a of a uh, performer or whatever, and that's why she's doing this job and she's failed. And, uh, and then she goes off to do this TV show and she's just making decision after decision, falling apart, like just not anything that I liked or connected with. And, you know, that's why she didn't get a single star from me in that era. Uh, she got one on opening night from you and you know I wasn't uh, I, I do think maybe she deserved one on opening night because she did pull through and you know made it was it was that moment of look Rachel made it she's here where she belongs and she made it um, I gave my star that episode to Santana because Santana is the only reason that Rachel went out there in the first place because she was lying in bed because she wouldn't even go out there whatever so yeah I don't know any any final thoughts on Rachel uh, say la vie <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Barry will in fact be in season six of Glee. So we will have plenty more of Rachel to come for the rest of the show. So I'm sure she's not gotten her last star just yet. So that's that by giving away my, the, uh, the next two here, I'm giving away who's at the top because we have six gold stars at the top and then two people with five gold stars each right below that person. So I will tell you that the two people with the five gold stars are, Sam Sadie's mm-hmm. leaving Santana at the top with her six gold stars as she deserves. Uh, but let's talk first about Sam Sadie's here. Sam, of course, spent the majority of this season with Tina and Blaine back at the high school before he graduated. And then the New York era is all about him and Mercedes. I don't think he got much shine when it was back at the school. He got two gold stars from us in episode four during Katie or Gaga. And those were pretty weak stars because I remember that episode that it was like, there's nobody to give it to. Uh, Sam was like holding together the Gagas in that episode and made that performance go on. So we gave it to him there. But then he really starts to shine in the New York era where he and Mercedes, uh, you know, get into that relationship that they have going on. uh, And they're both really calm understanding patient with each other and just show how much love they have towards each other leading from the episode uh where she first gets there all the way down to episode 20 where we both gave him gold stars as he you know had that thing where he kissed uh, charlie uh the, the photographer and told mercedes about it immediately and regretted it and she was like don't worry it wasn't you didn't do anything wrong it just happened to you uh we still are great and yeah so that's sam and then of course mercedes the story tells itself yeah, um, this, in a lot of ways, was a very Sam-centric season, sort of like season four as well. I think this sort of just continued on. I think that a lot of people responded well to Sam in season four, um, even though I was kind of confused as to why they did that to his character, but it is what it is. By season five, you definitely sink into it. You're like, okay, this is cool, fine, whatever. And, you know, we finally get something that motivates Sam in this season, you know? Like, the whole modeling storyline, I mean, it sort of, like, falls in line with the rest of the New Directions. And, I want to be famous. I want to be me, 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 me. Like, so, it's kind of, like, boring in that sense. But at least it's something for Sam because we hadn't really heard anything at all. And it gives him an excuse to be in New York. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we just get to see Sam... um, be in the relationship that was so secretive to begin with. We never got to see Sam and Mercedes together because they got together at the end of season two and then they had already broken up by season three and then all we get in season three is like him trying to get back with Mercedes but Mercedes is like, nah, I'm good. And so it just never amounts to anything. Um, But we finally get to see the both of them kiss and everything and, 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 well, we we did see that in season three but you know what I mean. Like it was more this time. It was real this time. Yeah. Um, 
And as far as Mercedes is concerned, I mean, it's Mercedes Jones. She's been paid dust mm-hmm. most of the series, and we finally got an entire arc of episodes that were very much about her. Um, and a lot, you know, we, she, she got to deal with a lot. You know, we, we the, the thing with Sam, uh, 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 when it comes to, like, sex, and also when it comes to race. Um, and then we got to see her with Santana and her career. Um, like, it was just uh, prime Mercedes stuff. Like, it was just really, really good. The whole mm-hmm. thing with the dog, just lots of comedy, lots of, you know, it just, it was great. It was great. Mm-hmm. No surprise at all that we padded yep. her pockets at the end of the season. Yep, we were waiting so long for actual Mercedes content. Let me tell you, Mercedes is star history uh, uh, across the show. She had three in season one, three in season two, two in season three, one in season four, and now here this season getting five gold stars on the board for her as she deserves. Um, and usually hers are, are pretty spread out because it'll be like, you know, randomly like here's an episode. Let's put Mercedes, you know, a little in the spotlight uh, back in the earlier seasons of the show. But here we had episodes 14 through 20 of course were the new york era she comes in at the end of episode 14 hard to give her a star there but then she gets two gold stars in episode 15 she gets one gold star from you in episode 16 one gold star from you in episode 18 and then i give her one gold star in episode 19 so across one two three four five episodes she snagged up those five gold stars and just took them all and ran with santana and Brittany off to uh, go on tour so she is just absolutely took took over this part of New York and in a time where things got really messy it was you know again supposed to be Rachel and Kurt and Blaine that were like the stars of the show at this point but we were only here for Sam Sadie's I mean uh, also in that time period from episodes 15 through 20 Sam gets three gold stars so it's really just it's Mercedes 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 Sam Rachel Santana Mercedes Santana Maggie Banks Mercedes Sam Sam Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Maggie Banks I love it Maggie Banks thrown in there as well. A lot of Sam Sadies, a lot of good stuff between them. Uh, Mercedes is going to be main cast in season six, I do believe, but she is not going to be in every episode or anything like that. She's going to be there. She is in seven episodes. She'll she'll be around. Sam will be in almost every episode. I think he misses one. But uh, so, yeah, we still have Sam and Mercedes on the show, whether or not they'll be together. You know, oh, that's a different story. So we'll keep an eye out on those two. And let's, of course, finish off here talking about our top gold star getter of the season. No surprise here that Miss Santana Lopez sits at the top, even when Glee tries to knock her down, even when Ryan Murphy tries to start slowly fading her out, even though you can't do that because she's the star of the show. She still rises to the top with six gold stars. We have... One from me and the quarterback where she really took that episode and, uh, you know, we needed somebody to take the reins on that because everybody was falling apart. Both, you know, the the cast members and everybody, of course, uh, you know, the natural pick would have been Rachel to be the star of that episode. But Leah Michelle was not in a place to, to be there for that whole thing and just all over the place. So Rachel comes in towards the end, but Santana really has a hold on it for the entire way through. Back-to-back gold stars, you and I both gave her one in uh, episode nine when she came in with some Don't Rain on My Parade and uh, shocked Rachel Berry to her core. And then episode 17, opening night, I gave her one there. Mary gave her one as well. And then also episode 18, I gave her one when she came in and saved the day yet again for Rachel, who was not going to make it back for the funny girl performance, turned around in the dressing room, and there's Santana telling Sydney, I'm on. I'm doing this. I got it. I love Santana so much. She's great. She's awesome. And I don't think that I've ever had to 
really debate like that when we did with frenemies before because that was crazy there was just so many layers to all of it but i think that that's once again that's why the scene is so strong yeah she you could definitely like tell that she like her character was like a little bit more secondary um this season uh, because I mean, there'd be there'd be a string of episodes where she's really present, and then she would kind of like play second fiddle, and then she'd come back full force, and then she'd leave again. So it's just like really, it was like going back and forth with her this season. But I think every time that she was there, it was always a statement and always very very strong because the character is just a strong character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think that she is a big reason, like you said before, as to why Rachel got to the point that she got to in this season and. Um, I really wanted to see that publicist storyline continue, but I don't think that they do anything with that in season six, which I think is such a huge mistake. No. I would have loved if they continued that down um, the rest of the line because I think that she's really, I mean, we see that she's really good at that kind of thing, and it's funny. Like, it's, I was, I, that was compelling for me to watch, but we don't get any more. But yeah, I mean, it's just no surprise to me that she got as many as she did. I think that was kind of like our active resistance, appear to resistance. So her getting phased out a bit here was like, well, we're going to give her everything. If 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 we if we can't get a lot of Santana, then we're gonna, when we do get her, we're going to give give her the business. So yep, it's always going to be a lot easier for me to uh, give Santana a star if there's any reason for me to. Uh, you know, there it, it goes without saying. How many times do I have to say uh, she's my favorite character? Always has been, always will be. So uh, love to highlight Santana anytime that uh, she stands out in an episode. So yeah, uh, this season was kind of uh, it was at least more consistent than it was in season four because in season four it was like. You know, she wasn't she wasn't in the first part of the season. You know, uh, most of the alumni aren't. And then eventually she shows up. Uh, she's there when Marley passes out at regionals and all that stuff and then ends up, you know, working her way over to New York. You know, her and Brittany have the breakup. She works her way to New York, st- uh, tries to start fresh, start new. And then we have in this season, which we didn't talk uh, much about. Did I skip? I think I might have skipped over a character earlier. Um, Starchild. I forgot to mention his two gold stars. Uh, so we'll talk about him in a second. But I was going to talk about uh, Santana with Danny. Of course, Danny doesn't get any gold stars. Sorry to uh, Demi Lovato. Love you anyway. But um, yeah, so we have Santana work her way to New York. She uh, makes a connection with Danny over at the Spotlight Diner. We didn't even talk much about the spotlight diner uh you know here in season five as that becomes a focal point for a lot of the action here and love the spotlight diner love the outfits of the spotlight diner they hold up well i uh i i love them all in their uniforms like every single character that made their way there to be behind the counter at one point or another uh santana and danny have that little thing that's going that obviously doesn't last too long but you know pamela lansbury um one three hill whatever band was happening at the time it was still there there was some stuff happening and then once that's all kind of pushed aside we move on as santana comes in uh finds her place in new york by becoming rachel's understudy she you know completely takes charge of that song that she comes in with gets the understudy part and then things get a little messy around episodes 12 and 13 and her and Brittany go off to Lesbo's Island and then she comes back and now, you know, the feud between Naya and Leah is so strong that just the writing for this character is gone out the window for the time being. Uh, She comes in episode 19. She uh, has some words with the producer and all of a sudden she's not in the season finale. So it was a roller coaster ride. I don't know if it was more consistent. Uh, It's we're kind of all over the place in both seasons anyway, but I don't know. Like I said, uh, like I've said, happy to have her in any capacity at all. So definitely, most definitely at all times. So 
that is that. Uh, d- d- I did skip over, right? Star Child and, and Danny. Uh, Star Child got his two gold stars. We got to give him a round of applause oh, for that. For, uh, did I give him any? You uh, did not give Star Child a gold star. Yeah, that's why I didn't. Uh, those two stars that. came in from yeah from myself and Jofo in episode fourteen, the first episode in the New York era, as that was the last episode for Elliot Starchild Gilbert, who is going to exit out off to uh, what was he? Danny was doing a roller derby championship. Yeah, and Elliot bullshit. had something else going on. Yeah, but happy to have had Adam Lambert and Demi Lovato here in the season. That's for sure. Yeah, they were nice little additions. Not utilized the way that I watched the... Well, I think Elliot was as good as it, as you can get. But definitely, Demi Lovato was not. Like, not at all. She barely had any lines. Mm-hmm. I know. That's sad. But um, I love her. And I was so excited to see her on Glee. Like, so excited. Beyond excited. Just to have her there. So, love, love, love Demi Lovato and Starchild. Yeah, getting his two gold stars. Uh, let me briefly... I don't know, briefly. Uh, run through the overall updated tallies of gold stars. Let's do it. You ready? Sure. Okay. We've got a lot of characters here. Some of them working their way up the board. We've got the top nine characters are in the double digits. Not everybody is. Um, I'm going to work from the bottom. You want me to? Uh, you know what? I'm just going to list up from the bottom, from season one, people and their gold stars. So... The characters that have one gold star overall, Roz Washington, Mike Chang, April Rhodes, Dave Karofsky, Maggie Banks, Bichet, Joe Hart, Sebastian Smythe, Isabel Wright, Lord Tubbington. What show are we watching? What is uh, <laughs> uh, Brody Weston, Millie Rose, Marley Rose, Terry DeMonico, Jesse St. James, Harmony, and Sunshine Corazon. I know those are a lot of names that you guys haven't heard in a while, but... That's the one stars. Uh, in the two stars, we have Ryder, Kitty, Starchild, and Sugar Mata. Climbing up the list with three, we have Shelby, Rory, and Lauren Zeises, and Dr. Carl. <laughs> with four gold stars, we have Jake Puckerman, Will Schuster, Unique, Carol Hudson. With five gold stars, we have Coach Beast and Bert Hummel. With six gold stars, we have Noah Puckerman, Becky Jackson, and Holly Holiday. We're getting closer to the top. With eight gold stars apiece, we have Emma Pillsbury and Artie Abrams. With nine gold stars apiece, now we're really getting into like the main characters here. Well, sorry, Artie. Um, nine character. I'm sorry, nine gold stars each. We have Blaine and Tina, just outside of the double digits. But they're getting there. They'll hit there, right? At least Blaine will. I don't know. Is Tina gonna get double digits? Ah. Uh, She's got nine. I don't think so. No, I don't. I can't foresee that. Oh happening. no. <laughs> Oh no. Ugh, poor Tina. Maybe. I won't rule it out. But Blaine, Blaine is way more likely to end up yeah, with Yeah, definitely. He'll get one. He's got plenty of episodes left to go that he's a, a main player in. All right, we're getting to, well, well, that I guess technically is the top 10 if those two are tied for the 10th spot. Uh, coming in at number nine, Finn Hudson with 10 gold stars. And sadly, um, does seem like that's where it's likely to end. I don't know if there's any more memorial gold stars coming up, but. Finn with 10 gold stars. Yeah, that's probably... I mean, I could maybe see maybe the curves for the penultimate episode of the series. Maybe, but I'd have to watch it again yeah. to really know. I don't know. Yeah, we don't have to you know make any decisions like that right now. But if we are closing the book on Finn gold stars, sad to, uh, of course, not have the character. Even more devastated to not have the person uh, in our lives anymore. But that's where we end up here with 10 gold stars on Finn and... Sue Sylvester up next with 11 gold stars. 
in eighth place right now. Sue is up on the top, uh, high up on the board with uh, seventh place with 12 gold stars right above Sue. We have Brittany S. Pierce. Mm-hmm. I feel like she was a little higher up last season. She kind of worked her way down a little bit, but um, not by much. She's still hanging around the top in seventh place with 12. Uh, who The person who passed her and made his way a little higher this season, Sam Evans, sixth place with 13 gold stars. So Sam, pretty big boost here Yeah, in season five. Season five really uh, did him did him well. Mm-hmm. So Sam is in sixth place, uh, maintaining her spot. We actually have a tie with 14 gold stars each. Maintaining her spot towards the top of the board, Quinn Fabray, still hanging around up here. Yeah, that's kind of surprising. We were getting nervous that she was going to continue to drop, but interesting. And she And she might not. She might get more gold stars in season six because she's there. Yeah, I hope so. I sure hope so. Uh, Quinn is tied with Mercedes Jones, who also has 14 gold stars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we got that tie for fourth place up at the top of the board. Mercedes and Quinn. Um, all every, Everything that's going on here from Brittany, Sam, Quinn, Mercedes up. I'm And honestly, no, I mean, even go down to like Finn, Blaine, Sue, like all of that. I think it all makes sense to me. Um, so we have Quinn and Mercedes. And then in third place. Of course, uh, our top three remains the same. We have Kurt Hummel uh, right above the 14 stars uh, with 18 stars. So a little bit of a jump there. Kurt has 18 gold stars in third place. Rachel Berry right above him with 19 gold stars in second place. And of course, at the top of the leaderboard, Santana Lopez with 22 gold stars. Mm. Well, it's getting down to the wire. I wonder what's going to happen. Because some of these people at the top are not main cast in season six. And there's they're not main cast, but the episodes they're in are their episodes. Uh, well, yes and no, because some of those episodes that they're in, like, I'm, I mean, I'm thinking of only one of them being the wedding episode. And that's it's got a lot of contenders for gold stars in that episode. So I'm interested. Yeah. I'm interested. <laughs> there's a wedding and a proposal coming up so obviously you got to get to the proposal to get to the wedding but yeah so i don't know i think there's uh still plenty of opportunities for Mm -hmm. santana even though she's not main cast uh rachel even though she's there all the time you would think that she would have more gold stars especially from the new york era but she's constantly just very annoying so we'll we'll see how far she climbs up if she's able to overtake santana um and then kurt as well up there as well i don't see kurt taking the top spot i I really just don't think that's happening he got the majority (laughs) no he (laughs) he got the majority of his back in uh season two he got seven gold stars that season so that's where most of his come from but yeah i don't know if he's taking the top spot but yeah top three remains the same and then everything else uh is is pretty similar to where we kind of left off with uh you know mercedes and sam jumping up the list but that's that well i like that mercedes is uh made the pu- made a push that's wonderful mm-hmm. i love that i wonder if kurt will fall because i don't really remember being that enamored with kurt in season six so i wonder if he will move out of the top three we'll see Mm -hmm. yeah we have a lot to get to in season six so we'll get to all of that that's our updated star slushies everything over there of course we have one final segment in this podcast and that is aman and i giving our top 10 lists of our favorite songs of the season we have both created our list as usual. I know for me, for some reason this season, I was having an extra tough time with it. Um, that's one thing. Uh, let we me get your take on this. have an extra tough time every season. 
Yes, I do. That is absolutely true. My thoughts have always been that seasons four and five have some of the best music that the show has given us. Seasons two and three, certainly no slouch. Maybe the thing is for me that like seasons one, two, and three, like all that music, like I I know that music, it's all glee music, but a lot of this stuff is like rediscovery upon rewatch kind of thing. So when I find it, I'm like, this is good. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. I think season, I think season three and four are probably the best in terms of music. Um, okay, well, I was talking about four as well, so I think you kind of agree. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just want to agree with season five. I think that's, I think season five, I think season five was great um, with music, but I don't know if I would say it's like some of my favorite music ever from the show. I mean, we were talking about it beforehand, and I feel like a lot of my favorite songs were like consolidated into singular episodes, which doesn't really happen too much in other seasons. I feel like it's much more spread out, but this one there's only a few episodes that are like, you know, just complete knocks out of the park. So it was kind of easier for me to do it because I was able to, I, I, I like, what the hard part was just making sure that I wasn't like leaving anything out because of the fact that I would go down the list and be like, Oh, I like that one. I like that one. I like that one. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm on slow down <laughs> before you, before you do that. Think about some of the other things. And I did. And I still sort of like had multiple from multiple, from, from singular episodes. So yeah, yeah. I tried. All right. Well, as, as is tradition, you will uh, kick us off first with your top songs from the season. Okay. <laughs> uh, this one is going to annoy <laughs> you, but that's fine. This is definitely a rediscovery upon rewatch song for me. And it's a really... Y'all are going to be annoyed. I just know... You. Well, some of you might not be. I just like this song. I like the way that the soloist sounds. And I listen to it a bunch. I really am digging the vacation cover from the Amazonians during the national. Ridiculous. Festival. You're so ridiculous. I love it. I listened to it like 10 times afterwards. I know that it's a filler uh. song. I get it. I know that it's not supposed to, it's a flyaway. It's a flyover song. Like you're so, like, you bet you, 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 you bend down to, 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 uh, freaking tie your shoes. You come back up. The song is over. Like, it's not supposed to be this big grand thing, but, I like it. I just really, I was just drawn to it. I just, I'm a fan of the song and I just, I, I could have given it an honorable mention, but like my brain was like, you know what? No, I'm like, you like it. Like, so put it in there. So I, I put it in there before watching this season, before this rewatch, would it have been in the top 10? No, hell no. I probably would have forgot it even existed, but it, what group is that even? What, what? It's, the Amazonians. it's not the, Hoosier, not, we don't, we, the Amazonians. It's the first time we even hear of them. They don't, they don't exist unless it's for this song. Oh my goodness. Um, but I just had to follow my heart, y'all. Y'all know I'm about to give y'all wacky choices. It is what it is. Um, and yeah, there it is. All right. Strong start. That was, uh, that was number 10. Number 10. Number, n- number nine uh, is also a bit of a rediscovery upon rewatch song. Lucky Star. I mean, I couldn't give so, so much love to Maggie Banks without giving love to like this duet that she does with, with, uh, with Kurt. Um, I think that they just sound so fun. I just love that they both have sunglasses on and Kurt is flying all over the place. And you get the shot of um, Clara, her daughter, coming in to see her after years. And it's just, you know, you got June Squibb singing Madonna. Like, it's just it's, it's just a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with that with that episode. Number eight, Every Breath You Take. I love this performance between Santana and Rachel. I love the way that it's shot. I love the way it's choreographed. I love that it's, you know, that's how literal it is. Like, it's like, bitch, I'll be watching you. Every breath you take, every move mm-hmm. you make, like, watch out. And it was it was unexpected. It's like one of those old school songs. I mean, of course it's Glee, so you expect Glee to borrow from the America's songbook from all, you know, eras of time. But I don't know, I just, I didn't expect it. And so when those guitar riffs start playing, I'm like, oh, okay, okay, all right. 
and I just wouldn't expect these two <laughs> to be having a duet with it either. So it was just it was like a pleasant surprise for me. Yeah, that that's not on my list, but I really appreciate that song as well. So I'm uh, I'm glad it's getting some love. I think that's a great episode with uh, with those two and just you know with that song as well. It's great. So mm-hmm. glad you have it. Definitely. Uh, number what is this? Uh, seven? Yes, number seven. Wait. Yeah, seven. Oh, you and the numbers. Here we go I don't know why it's so hard for me to count backwards. It's like, I can't understand (laughs) it. Number seven, Moving Out, Anthony's song. You ought to know by now, you can pay. Yes. Sam, Blaine, Blam, duet. Opens up one of my favorite episodes of the season. I just think, I just love this song. I love the way that they um, are in Lima, then end up at the uh, Brooklyn Loft, and it's a lot of fun with them. I think it matches their voices very well. Um, it's a song that I return to. I wasn't really that big on Billy Joel, and I'm still not really that big on Billy Joel now. I'm just I'm I'm big on Billy Joel Glee, <laughs> um, and this is one of my favorite episodes. And so I just I had to give it to that. Uh, number six, people. Yes, Rachel. This is the Rachel Berry that I love. I had a really hard time between picking uh, between uh, People and Who Are You Now because I felt like Who Are You Now was just so strong. But I think the thing that edged Who Are You Now out for me was the fact that it's a duet with Sue. And I kind of just wanted a straight Rachel Berry solo. So um, it's, you know, it's the capstone of the, of the New York episode. Uh, it establishes this era that we're about to be in. Um, and she just sounds so good towards the end. The but first be a person who needs people part. I just it melts my heart every single time, and it's like yeah, this is this is the 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 role that she's wanted to play for so long, and you just hear it in her voice. You can tell that the song just sits well there because she's sung it so many times. So yeah, people, it's just mm-hmm. I got to get my musical theater love in there. I feel like every single top ten has to have some musical theater in there, and Funny Girl was pretty much all we got <laughs> this season, so that's why it's there. Uh, number five, Doop that thing. Girl, you know you better watch out. Yes! Mercedes and Santana. This was another song that was such a huge surprise. I did not expect them to do some Lauryn Hill, and they did Lauryn Hill justice. I'm sure if Lauryn Hill heard this, she'd be like, yes, girls, yes, queens, slay. I mean, it's Santana and Mercedes. Like, come the fuck on. Uh, Sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Which one do I like more? Do I like River Deep Mountain High? Do I like... Do up that thing. Sometimes I like I really have a struggle with these two because ah, uh, it just was so unexpected. I did not think that that was gonna happen at all. Um, so I just I love that song so much. It's so good. Number four, just the way you are. Another Billy Joel song. Look, y'all. It's a song that's kind of similar to Vacation. I think that you kind of are like okay like this is cool i guess like i get it i get why people don't necessarily resonate with the song the same way that i do but i just love this group of people sam blaine kurt santana rachel i just the the stripped down nature of the song the harmonies towards the end it just makes me feel good it makes my heart feel good like i just i i I gotta listen i have bad days and i literally listen to that song and it makes me feel better um yeah i just I don't know. I mean, I, I know that, like, I was freaking out about it when we were covering the Moving Out episode, and I was, like, telling you, just give it another chance, give it another chance. I don't know if you have given it another chance since then, but if you haven't, I still strongly encourage that you do, because, I don't know, I just, it just makes me feel good. It resonates with me. I like that song a lot. I definitely said, I, I listened to it again the next day. I don't remember my feelings changing on it a whole lot, but I haven't, you know, I haven't uh, sat down with it to, uh, I'll, I'll keep trying. Okay. 
Number three, Seasons of Love. I mean, this is a classic staple. I mean, I guess this is a technically another musical theater song as well, but um, classic staple, thespian lover, theater goer song. And, you know, just the context of it all. I'm glad. I mean, Matt, uh, he uh, sent me a, a link to the season three version of this that I didn't even know existed. Apparently they recorded this um, to be in the graduation episode for season three. I didn't know that. I'm glad that they decided to scrap it. One, because I don't think it really matches a graduation, but that's fine. Um, and two, because then we wouldn't have gotten it for this. So, yeah, I just think that it's so tasteful. The way that it's done, you know, with the new kids, then the alumni walk in and Mercedes takes over and... Yeah, it, I, I cried when I watched them sing it the first time. And it's just, you know, it's like, wow, like, I can't believe they hadn't done it before, but I'm glad that they held off. Mm-hmm. Number two, Wide Awake. This stripped down acoustic version of Wide Awake is one of my favorite Glee covers ever. I think it's one of the strongest, like, reimaginings of a song that the show has ever done. Such a unique set of voices. You get unique, you get Jake, you get Tina, you get Kitty. And then you never get that foursome ever again. Um, Jake, like at the end of the second chorus, or the end of the second verse, who baby, just, ah, I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Like, unique doing all that shit at the end. Kitty sounds amazing. Uh, Tina holds it all together. Like, it's just so strong. I listen to it all the time. I'm addicted to it. I like my roommates get obsessed with it as well because I keep playing it around the house. It's just so good. I love that song. And I think it's kind of unexpected from some people, but I listen to it probably the most behind number one. So it has to be number two. Number one, probably won't be any surprises, Colorblind. Amber Riley's song, and she's going by Riley now, um, beautifully mm-hmm. written, beautifully sung. So good. Unique to Glee. Never been performed anywhere other than Glee, which I think makes it even more special. And it's on the heels of Mercedes being, uh, you know, included in the New York era. You know, she's back with a vengeance. And just, I had a hard time. I was like, do I want to put um, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman up in there too? But I was like, you know, I want to leave that out and make it one of my honorable mentions because I want the focus to be on colorblind. So... Yeah, just, I can't say enough good things about Colorblind. I feel like I got most of it out when we uh, um, cover the episode. But yeah, those are my top Mm -hmm. 10. And a few audible mentions. Let's wait a while because of the comedy of it all. You make me feel like a natural woman, like I just said. Take Me Home Tonight is really good. Um, I love that one. And I think, I think that's it. I liked, uh, I liked Hey Jude. I liked when they walked back into the, to the gymnasium with Tina. With Tina. Yeah, that was great. And Kitty's in like normal clothes because she just gave away her prom dress, but she's still like, no, don't worry, I have something to wear. I'll go watch you get your your crown. Like, okay, thanks, Kitty. I liked applause. There's more from the moving on episode that I liked. I liked Piano Man. I liked Honesty from Artie. I think I think that's it in terms of honorable mentions. A Katie or a Gaga. All four songs in that episode just out of the park. Uh, knocked the knocked out of the park. Like I had. Because, uh, of course, as uh, anybody who's listened to these knows, I have a top 20, not a top 10, because I have no self-control and I can't do it. Um, I had originally all four songs from that episode in my top 20. Um, Mary the Night and uh, Roar ended up working their way out. Uh, but Roar, I just love Roar so much. Like, it's got the, uh, like, it's such it's such a song that I- love the Demi Lovato climax. <laughs> the Demi Lovato climax part of it, um, the, the all of them on the stage in those jungle uniforms. Yeah, that's a lot of all fun. All the-, the 
that's so much fun. Like Artie swinging from a vine in a wheelchair, uh, Jake and, and Ryder. And I mean, Blaine, like uh, that's, that's fun. Um, all of them in those outfits. And then there, you know, Marley comes in with Brie that walks right next to her. I am picturing it all in my head. And then Jake like looks out at them and he's like, Oh shit. Like, why are they standing next to each other? Uh, interrupts the performance while Pamela Lansbury is singing in New York. Like, I love that so much and didn't make my top 20. That's how much I like so many of these songs. Um, but your, your list actually has some crossover with mine, which is probably the usual amount, but I'm always just happy to have any at all. Cause, uh, I never expect any, but there was some, I feel like I can guess. So you think you can guess, mm-hmm. um, go ahead, make your guesses if you want. And I'll not give you any answers until I get to them. If I do or don't, I think seasons of love is probably one of them. I think colorblind is probably one of them. It's definitely not vacation or lucky star. <laughs> you already admitted that it's not every breath you take. <laughs> It's not moving out. It's not people. I would be surprised if it was people. So the only, it's not just the way you are, obviously. So the only, only other one that I could think would be do up that thing. So do up that thing, seasons of love, colorblind, maybe wide awake, but I feel like you enjoy some others more than wide awake. So I don't know if it makes your top 10. All right. We'll see. All right. I'll run through my 11 through 20, of course, as always. Number 20, uh, hold on. It is with uh, Blaine and Artie and Tina and Sam and everybody in New York. And remember, we're just cutting all around uh, with the th- they're they're on the stage with like the curtains waving. And then we see the uh, one three hill is rehearsing. And then we see Rachel at the studio alone. And we see Santana by her job with the homeless person outside alone. Um, and it's just really beautiful with a bunch of different voices in there. Some Demi, some Adam Lambert, a really solid mix some really great parts of that song. Love it a lot. 19, Rockstar, Star Child and Kurt. Loved that one for years and years, and it's got to be on my list somewhere. Uh, I was born to be a rock star. Number 18, Rachel and Santana, Be Okay, from episode 13. Um, can't complain about much these days. I believe we'll be okay. Uh, 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 uh. It's so good. Such a good duet between those two. Um, anytime that they can be on the same page and in a song together where they're not battling, love it. Uh, number 17, one that I was a little surprised to see not make your list. Uh, Nasty Rhythm Nation. Mm, yeah. That's because... Well, not even an honorable yeah. mention. Yeah. It, it should be an honorable mention. That's an honorable mention for me. That's an error. Jake part. Puckerman. Uh, well, that's, that's you know, my explanation why. Jake Puckerman. That's, that's, that's the explanation. It. Uh, Jake, Bree, and Marley all in that one. And just from start to finish, man, of that one, of just uh, the choreography that he has with all the Cheerios inside the choir room and then into the hallway and then back into the to that, that, that whole set that they had with the black and white. And they were just, oh, man, he destroys that number. Uh, so good. Um, and it's still only outside of my top. <laughs> number 17 there. 16, Breakaway, Tina, Blaine, and Artie. Uh, singing Kelly Clarkson's Breakaway as Rachel leaves the apartment, rips up the picture of Santana, and all of our hearts break at once. Uh, So emotional. So sad. Uh, Breakaway lands there. 15, Pump and Blood. Rachel and the partygoers over at that gay bar after uh, opening night. Uh, A lot of fun there. It's had by all, and it's just such a good feel-good number. 14, Keep Holding On. Puck in the New Directions in episode 100. Um, of course, I love the original Keep Holding On, and when they redo it here, I, I, I think it's not not as good as the original, but uh, definitely pretty good as well. Uh, Puck taking control of that one while the New Directions all go up on the stage on the risers behind them and do that old, if you call it choreography, uh, whatever that was, but still a really strong number there. 13, Blaine, Tina, Sam, Jumpin' Jumpin', 
I'm just, I, I, that one, they do such a good job with that. Tina, especially the Jenna Ushkowitz vocals on that just really make it, uh, make it so good. So jumping, jumping makes it high up on my list. 12, uh, applause had an honorable mention from you. Uh, I really thought it was going to end up in my top 10. Somehow it didn't. I somehow ended up with uh, a couple others that I liked more, but uh, applause definitely love everything they had going on there with the costumes, with the outfits, you know, the, uh, the makeup, everything was, you know, it's really Marley messed it up. Not just for them. Like I was annoyed. I was like, this is such a good Gaga performance. And then she's out here prancing around with the lollipop and the, the bikini of whipped cream. Like <laughs> Will was annoyed. So was I like, what are you doing, Marley? Why are you ruining this performance for me? Whatever. Um, number 11, Sad, so sad that it missed out on a top 10 spot, but it, it did. Toxic, Unholy Trinity in episode 100. Love everything about it. Love them back together. Love how 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 PG-13 maybe they, they went with it. Um, they just, you know, seeing the three of them back together always warms my heart. So that's Toxic at number 11. And now at the top 10, uh, top 10 starts off with Here Comes the Sun. Santana and Danny. Um, I remember saying at the time, possibly two of, uh, or, you know, definitely two of my top uh, favorite female vocal artists, vocalists of all times, of all time. Why can't I talk right now? Uh, Naya Rivera and Demi Lovato. You can't even explain it. It's an outer body experience. I can't even explain it. I'm just so passionate about it. Yes. Uh, Naya Rivera and Demi Lovato having a song together here and just the two of them. Here comes the sun. Like, it's not even a song that I you know, love a whole lot. It's the Beatles and we've made our feelings about the Beatles clear. They're just cool. They're there. Um, but either way, this is just a really good start to, uh, seeing Rachel, not Rachel, ew, uh, Santana and Danny here in season five, number nine, this might be controversial. This is not one song. This is three songs. I have at number nine. I put the national. Oh God! I knew. Okay. You know what? You put America on your list. Uh, Not America. Vacation. America is part of this. Vacations on your list. I love the nationals' performance. But but, but you're stretching the rules. You already got to name twenty of your top twenty on, and then you it no, no. It's not about the songs. It's about that you're trying to make three into one when they are three separate songs. But you know what? You know what? They are three you know separate songs that feel like one to you me. You know what? And I'm going to let you have it. I'm doing I'm it. I'm going to let you have it. I'm going to let you have it. But just know. I am taking it. I uh, the the Nationals performance because and the reason that I put them here is because not a single one of these songs really stood out for me above the others. I know I picked one of them as my favorite song in that episode, but it's this entire set for me that, like I said, it feels like one thing. It feels like one performance, three different songs, but just just the way that this all like they didn't win Nationals. For sure. Like we, we, we get that. We saw that, but the emotion behind this performance, having it all be for Finn. And then that look when they get to still haven't found what I'm looking for. And we cut to the audience and we see Carol and she acknowledges to all of us. They're doing Finn's favorite songs. That, that moment will always send a chill up my spine as they are doing it for Finn. They're doing it for themselves, but they're doing it for Finn, for Carol, for Bert, for all of them, for everybody. And that whole entire, that whole thing just like, I've picked plenty of songs from competition performances before, but never like a whole set like this. So this felt like a special case and I'm doing it. So I apologize if you don't like it very much, but it landed there. Number eight, Gloria. Gloria, 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 Rachel, Santana, and Starchild. As uh, Rachel and Santana are feuding, and Starchild has to break the tie, but he doesn't really want to. He's like, Kurt, you might be used to this, but I'm not. But either way, 
it's a really fun performance from the three of them and uh, killer vocals from all three uh, at the Spotlight Diner. Number seven, Rachel and Santana singing Brave. Sarah Bareilles, some Brave in oh, there. Oh, yeah, that in was an honorable nine. mention for me. I really wanted to put it in my top ten because I love Santana's belt at the end. Oh, it's so crystal clear. So, yeah, honorable mention for me. Glad to hear it. Um, yeah, Brave, uh, one of the best duets that they had, they have done. I mean, they haven't done many, so, you know, it's a short list. But um, the, the way that they covered that song in the same way that you were talking about that they did Wide Awake, like, it's just, they, they it's not the, you know, it's not the exact copy of the original song, but they really slowed it down. And they, and like, just the, the scene of them, like, you know, doing that photo shoot and they're just modeling back and forth and doing different poses. And they're just, I don't know, it, for me, it just works so perfectly for those two. I love it a lot. Uh, Brave is there at number seven. Number six is one that I think you enjoy as well. Um, maybe you will give an honorable mention uh, the new directions and on our way in episode five of this season I believe in the windows upstairs and I believe in yep it's <laughs> yeah it's so good it's so good one of my favorites um, just shy of the top five but it's I love that era of the new directions I mean that's why I love season four so much with all of the new kids and I'm so sad that you know they didn't get their their finish but um, love that they were all like the, 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 some of the songs that they get together, was it this season or season four that we talked about? They have so many end of episode season songs. Four is like season four is every episode ends with them. Exactly. Um, so there's so many of them, but we don't have many of them this season. And this is like the one that sticks out with all of them on that little carousel on the stage and just having like the best time of their lives together, just being the Glee Club, like lots of warm, fuzzy feelings shared with each other. And it's corny as hell, but I love it a lot. Um, some unique vocals in there. Some everybody honestly gets in the mix. And then at the very end with Marley hitting that last note as Jake like watches her from behind and just it's, it's great. So that's number six. Number five is your number one Mercedes and colorblind. I agree with everything you said. We gave this song as much praise as we possibly could have, uh, as we covered the episode and, uh, just repeating some of that here. I don't even know what else I can say besides. Yeah, it's, it's great. Um, Mm -hmm. Amber Riley or just Riley of course, kills it on this song. Um, it gets stuck in my head for weeks at a time. I think it's out right now, but now that we're talking about it, I'm sure it'll work its way back in. So uh, way to go for myself for putting that there. Colorblind at number five. Number four, Santana Lopez, Don't Rain on My Parade. Uh, Don't Rain on My Parade is just, uh, yeah, sure. It's Rachel's song. And then Santana comes in and makes it her song. And she just uh, like, just if you're having a hard time remembering that scene, which I'm sure you're not, I'm just picturing it right now. And uh, Rachel's like, how many more do we have to get through? And he's like, just a couple. Santana Lopez. Rachel's like, what? Excuse me? Um, And then Santana comes in and she takes Don't Rain on My Parade and crushes it within the palm of her hands up on that stage in that baby blue dress. And it's just pure perfection that she gets with that song. She made some points. Number three also was on your list. Wide Awake is, uh, of course, it's on my list. Of course, it's on my list. Wide Awake. Again, everything that you said about it, it just is the perfect, perfect mix of those voices. Jake, Kitty, Unique, and Tina. I don't know why they chose to do this. I don't know what compelled them to put together such a masterpiece, but I'm so thankful that they did. It's just like so good. These four voices blending together, the way that you see uh, Becca Tobin like giving everything she has within her soul to like get the vocals out on this which is funny because it's you know a lip sync but like I'm sure she looked like that in the studio as well just like letting it all out Uh, and Jake you know getting a chance to highlight his voice just you know we don't get much of him but we get enough unique 
perfect tina great perfect it's just wide awake is so good mm, so good i'm glad your roommates are so catching on to it as well so good so so good number two um you and i had the same two and three but we had them in reverse order i have seasons of love at number two for you know it's it's uh, sucks that this has to be on my list because it sucks that it had to have happened for the reasons that it happened but of course the quarterback uh seasons of love and everybody up on that stage we start with the new kids we work our way into the alumni and then you know just go down the line and yeah um it speaks for itself but seasons of love of course lands there at number two number one of course y'all saw it coming will schuster blurred lines all the way at the top blurred lines I'm pausing for Amon's reaction, but he's not giving me any. So, I was about to beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you kidding me? Uh, well, hopefully, at least the listeners <laughs> are still here with us. No, of course I'm kidding. Um, but you can clip that if you want to. Uh, number one, uh, it's not even close for me. Santana Lopez, if I die young, and I, you know, we talked about it at the time. Uh, obviously this song is maybe starting to mean something different for people who are, are revisiting it after we lost Naya a couple of weeks ago, uh, two months ago, almost at this point. Um, and I am sad that that is, you know, the direction, I guess, that we've had to turn while watching this performance. And maybe a lot of people won't be able to watch it the same way ever again. Probably. I mean, I don't think that I will either. Um, just the nature of the song, the lyrics of the song, the title of the song, uh, you know, when you put it all in context, uh, but I have always had this song way high up in Mike Lee rankings and that's not changing. I mean, as, as we said back when we, uh, sadly lost Naya that I was like, I'm more than happy to continue this podcast because the amount of praise that I have towards her, uh, her acting, her vocal abilities, the character, everything. Um, I'm not ready to stop praising all the work that she did and everything that she gave us that contributed to the show. So I am, uh, you know, that, that goes for a lot of she, Santana, I think was on this list like seven times. Um, I was trying to count earlier. I think it was seven different times. And yeah, so if I die young, um, has always been one of the best performances that she's ever given. So last season I had her at the top spot with, uh, her performance of mine. And then here I have her again with, if I die young, um, not blurred lines. So that's going to take my top spot. And that's my top 20 that I bring you all on a ride for and some people get mad at me for but i don't care mm. well that's interesting that we end with santana and mercedes being at the top of our favorite song lists i think that's uh appropriate <laughs> yeah and i mean yours you know your number one was not too far off from being there for me it was a uh, number five for me number one for you and we did have crossover you know for a good amount of songs so glad to I see i was it. right in all of them but yeah except doo-wop yeah, you, you didn't think that I'm, or you, you weren't sure if I had Wide Awake, but of course I do. Number three, all the way up there, I love Wide Awake. So, uh, Loser Like Me, <laughs> do I still get honorable mentions? I don't think I deserve them, but Loser Like Me, Marry the Night, and If I Were a Boy, I couldn't delete them off my page, but I wanted to get them in there. Have your cake and eat it too. Mm-mm-mm. That's, that's, yeah. Um, would you say earlier about your Bichet Gold Star? It's my podcast. I do what I want. That's how I feel as well. So, that's that. That's our top songs of the season. Season five is in the books. It's over. It's, uh, it's the episodes are over. I'm sure we still have a lot more to talk about in the overall picture of the show as we get to season six and beyond season six. What else you got him on? I believe that's it over here. It's crazy. Done again. 
and I was to do season six in like half the time. <laughs> it's insane, but um, yeah, mm-hmm. this is a lot of fun. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, good time was in season five. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. So yeah, um, where can everybody be following us if they aren't already? That would be crazy if they weren't. But if they're not, where can they find us? You can follow us at Quiet Room Pod on Twitter. Follow us individually as well. My name is Amon. Adwin on Twitter. Matt is at Matt Ligori. Um, make sure that you are leaving us star ratings and reviews wherever you get your podcast. We'll read them aloud on the show. And make sure that you, if you can, donate to our PayPal page, which I believe the link is in the description of the episodes, or at least it should be. Um, you can also find it on our Twitter page as well. Um, give what you can, if you can. That'd be amazing. Um, and thank you to everyone who has donated thus far. We really, really appreciate it. Um, it helps us bring more content to all of you. So I know that a lot of uh, people that have subscribers say that, but it's the honest to God truth. It really does. <laughs> so mm-hmm. thank you so much. We appreciate it. And uh, anything else? Yeah. Um you know, the feed, uh, it costs money to have a podcast feed going. So Mm -hmm. we have it up, you know, if you want some behind the scenes, the way it works, you get it for a year and then you're going to have to renew it again the next year. And, uh, so, you know, uh, so far we've worked towards getting that cost covered for this year. And then I'm sure we're going to want to do it again uh, for next year to have it renewed. So, uh, that's just what that's all about in case you guys care. Uh, so yeah, thank you guys again for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Any of the reviews, the ratings, donations, anything that you guys have, uh, just feedback at all. All of it is appreciated. Um, just, I don't know why I feel compelled to uh, make a little comment here, but just want to, uh, you know, throw in uh, Naya and Corey. You know, we miss you. I, I'm just, I've been a little sad lately of, uh, you know, Amber Riley just did her tribute to Naya a couple of uh, nights ago. I think it was like a week ago at this point. And I've just, you know, seen a lot of pictures of both of them brought back up. And this season, you know, the quarterback itself and then, um the quarterback and then just throughout while we're watching all of this stuff, I've just been very, it's, it's been weighing on me a little bit, but I'm still happy to be here to still be going through all of this as we continue to watch a lot of the great things that they put together. Probably one of the, fair to say, one of the biggest accomplishments of uh, their careers, uh, everybody on the show, but you know, it's uh, some magical stuff that was put together here, even if it doesn't finish as great as we would like it to be. Good stuff along the way. So I just wanted to throw that in there as well, but that's all that I have. And I don't know if we've seen them in season six. I guess that's the right answer, right? Yeah. Until next time, we'll see you guys in season six. And peace out. Peace, love, and blessing. Bye.